Our sermon text for today comes from the book of James. James chapter 2, verses 10 through 17. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well. Keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. This is the word of God for the people of God. Just a little bit of background on who James is. This is not one of the more well-known books of the Bible. James is the younger brother of Jesus. He's the leader of the Jewish church in Israel, (coughs) following the death of Jesus, and as the other disciples uh, went around the world, James became the leader of the church in Israel. (coughs) Excuse me. So he is writing as the leader of the church, telling people how they should live. James is a very practical writer. He's someone who understands the importance of not only knowing what Scripture says, but doing Scripture, but living out what you believe. I think one of the sayings that I remember from the 70s and early 80s when the contemporary Christian movement was starting to get going and we were starting to get contemporary Christian artists and you, start, you could even buy posters with Christian sayings on them. And the saying that I remember that goes along with this is, you can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? And that's an important part of knowing our Christian faith. And I think especially today, what I see on Facebook and in the news is that we've basically separated into two different kinds of Christianity. There's the Christianity that says that you need to study the Word, you need to follow God's Word, you need to stick exactly to what God's Word says. And I agree with that. That's important. That is what we're called to do. That's why we were given this book. This book is our owner's manual for our Christian faith. It tells us how we should live. It tells us what we should and should not do. It's our guide in living our Christian life. So we need to spend time studying it. 
if you don't study it, how can you know what you're supposed to do? My truck has a light that comes on. It's the 5,000 mile maintenance required light. It's irritating. It's supposed to be to remind you to change your oil. Well, I have synthetic oil now, so I don't have to change my oil. Every three to 5,000 miles, I can go a little longer. And if I would read the owner's manual, it would tell me how to turn that light off. It's just too much work. But the owner's manual tells me I have to pump the brake three times and turn the keys, whatever. I just watch the light. Then when I take it into the garage, my mechanic turns it off for me. So it's the same with this. If we don't read it, we can't use it. And then there's the other part of Christianity that says we are called to love our neighbors, to do for other people, to care for other people. As James says here, if somebody is in need of clothes and you tell them, go and be warm. Okay? How are they supposed to do that if we don't help them do that? We are called to help other people, but there's a part of the Christian church that's coming out now that actually says, by doing this, we become Christians. No. You do not become a Christian by helping other people. You have to do both and. You have to study the Scriptures, know the Scriptures, follow the Scriptures, and help other people, but you must get them in the right order. You must get them in the right order. And this is one of the reasons why I love John Wesley. John Wesley had a statement, and John Wesley's statement was, your salvation is free. It costs you absolutely nothing. It's a gift from God. And it's given freely from God to you. Once you've received your salvation... It costs you everything because you give everything to God. Your finances, your time, your abilities. And I think that's what it means to truly be a Christian. It's not one or the other. It's not, oh, learn all of these things, but don't worry about other people. It's not, oh, take care of other people, but don't worry about learning what God says or following the Scriptures. We must do both. When we do that, we become a complete Christian. Somebody who understands the Word of God, who grows in the Word of God, who learns the Word of God, and then takes it and puts it into practice. Because the truth of the matter is, If we don't put it into practice, if we don't live it out in our lives, what use is it to us? I mean, I have all kinds of knowledge about all kinds of things. I took geometry in high school. I don't think I've ever used it. I use it once in a while in woodworking. Didn't help with taking the tip of my finger off, though. 
But if we don't use what it is we've been given by God, His Word, His instructions, His commands, we don't put them into practice, are we truly following what He's called us to do? Are we truly being the people that He wants us to be? We must keep things in the right order, though. I'm really worried about this part of the Christian church that's saying, if we just do good things for other people, then that's all we need to do. Because it makes us feel good. I know when I was working in flood recovery and we were helping people get back into their houses and we were cleaning things up and just helping people restore their lives, that was nice. But it was more important that they understood why we were doing it. I had people who had absolutely no church connection come. And they came and they helped people out. But why did they come? Because they thought it was nice? Because they wanted to feel good about themselves? But those who came because God commanded them to come came with an understanding that the most important thing that we can do for these people is share the message of Jesus Christ. One of the things that we teach when we teach people about going on mission trips is that what you're doing is not nearly import, as important as why you're there. Why you're there is to show people the actual physical love of Jesus Christ. And you're there because Jesus Christ loves you. And you want to share that love with others. And I teach that when I go on a mission trip, I always teach that as to being in the most important thing. If people want to talk, put down your tools, sit down and shut up and listen. That's important. Because then we're sharing the love of Jesus Christ. I had a guy one time who was working in a house. And one of the grandmothers, and this was a Native American grandmother, they were, we were building a, a, a room on the back of her house for her grandson who was coming to live with her. And she said, I'd like to talk to you. And he put down his drill, sat down at the kitchen table, and they talked, and she talked about what was going on in her life and why her grandson was coming. And after about 45 minutes, he looked at his watch and he said, I better get back to work. And she looked at him and said, I'm not done talking to you yet. And I thought, thank God for this woman because she taught him an important lesson. The room will get built. It'll get done. She knew that. But what was more important is she needed somebody to hear her. And when he listened, it was as important as God hearing him. That's how we love other people. But we must know God if we're going to share God with others. So we must both learn about him, grow in him, become the people he's called us to be, and then... We must go into our world and share the message of Jesus Christ with our hands.
with our hearts, with our lives. We are called to be both and Christians. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's God's command. Let us be God's people. Amen.